that podcast evolved differently. Uh, today we're going to be having incredible conversations about conversations. <laughs> yes. You know, the power and quality of the conversations you're exposed to is what shapes everything else in your life. And uh, it, it's why um, some people are particularly specific about the kind of exposures that they get. Because, you see, the conversations you get in these exposures shapes your worldview. And in the end, the way that you see the world begins to determine the way that you interact with it and how much value you can extract from the world around you. So conversations are strong, powerful things. So let's have this conversation. You say, many years ago, I got a group of young people into sets and let's call them sets A and B. And um, I, the first set, we got them to focus, we got teachers and mentors and people to just give them materials and to provide some kind of training for them, you know. And the other group, we generally explain the outcomes we're looking for, and then we got them to interact among themselves, and then we indicated the kind of outcomes we needed to see, the kind of conversations we believe they should be having. Teacher or uh, any of those uh, adult individuals who would have provided supervision. And so guess what we had? At the end of these activity, we got the guys in the first group and then we tried to examine how much they have learned, how much intellectual stimulation happened, why they were having that session with their mentors and facilitators. And then we compared the results with the other kids who essentially drove their own conversation. They, they, they went in all direction, but they were able to achieve the kind of outcomes that we have outlined for them to achieve. And <laughs> the guys who had a clear vision of what it is that we wanted all right, and very little supervision seem to have had a far, by far, more robust conversation about issues that are important to them. And you, you could see that they were coming out with commitment, with decisions of what they're going to do going forward from the conversations they've had in their group. These other groups, although they learned quite a bit, but the level of commitment was not the same because essentially everything they learned we have things that we are told. It was now the outcome of robust conversations that they had, all right? And so the implication was, um, even though they learned something, they didn't really have ownership of it, so they are gonna go back home, not necessarily committing to amplify or even execute any of the new ideas that have come out of that process. And then it, it got me to think that when you allow conversations happen, when you go into environment where the right conversations are happening and you are listening in and then exchanging ideas, you are coming to a place of resourcefulness where your mind, your thinking is becoming increasingly resourceful and you are owning the outcome of this talk. I find that many times people who come out of these meetings with commitment say, you know what? This talk we've just had, I've changed, I've expanded my perspective about something. This is what I'm going to start to do now. Or these are the things I'm going to start to do differently. Uh, you see, they come out more transformed, changed, 
impacted, then those are the individuals who maybe just show up in meetings. This is this is part of the reason why um, I always favor retreats to conferences or summits. Um, you know, in, in a conference, you just have all this lineup of speakers who uh, show to deliver expert knowledge about a subject area, and then after which they're gone. In a retreat, we get time to meditate, to reflect on all of the things we're hearing. We get time to break out into small ports and have conversations with people. We're not rushing to catch the train or, uh, you know, meet up another schedule someplace else. We're relaxed. And then we sit down in those places and flying to the night, we can strike up a conversation with, you know, a friend or somebody else. And then we review some things, share experiences and all of that in a less controlled environment. But, you know, in in the overall ambience of the retreat. And then we come out stronger. Now, let me, let me, um, let me share this experience. I, I grew up attending lots of retreats in my life. All right, and I always look forward to those retreats. But many times, yes, where the gist is, it is not the preacher's messages that I look forward to. It is all the other sideshows all the other incredible people who are coming in, who are going to be having all these conversations with. I mean, people who are going to be sharing experiences of what they've been through, exploits that they've achieved in your schools, in your community, and all of that. It is their life, seeing them do or carry out this element of spiritual piety and see them do the things that they do. I mean, and that starts up a conversation about how are you able to do this? How do you get to endure this long? How do you get all these leadership skills? And then this immediate one-on-one -on -one mentoring that this kind of conversation provides leaves indelible marks. If I, if I recall many of the retreats that I've had for the last 20, 30 years, it is these meetings, chance meetings, if you like to call them that, that I recall the most. I remember the moments that we had, the, 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 the breaking moments, the tears, the, the shed, the... I recall a particular experience where we were having a talk on top of the bunk of a bed, and then there was this younger man who was in another bunk who crawled up to where we were, and then he was a part of the conversation. It was not so much what he said, really, as in how he said it. This young man had this incredible softness about his voice. There was something about his entire man that impacted on me and left an indelible mark. I'm talking about something that happened over 25 years ago. And I haven't forgotten. I can't even remember what was said in any of the major meetings in that retreat. But I remember that encounter. I remember those conversations. These are the kinds of conversations that change people. Look, so I, I tell people, please, not your relationships around you that promote conversations that significantly impact on your life. Conversations are everything. It's great to have these conferences and meetings. Please attend them. Expert knowledge, very important. But if you are looking to evolve a compelling vision of your life, it most times will come from the depth and the quality of the conversation that you are having with people, with individuals. And your ability to have this conversation is critical. Look, there are so many kinds of skills that people build in all over the place. And many of the skills are on the surface. Many of them are peripheral. And I ask people, can you go a little deep down? 
into the heart of conversations. Try to speak from your heart. Try to talk from your belly. You know, mean what you say. Say it like you mean it. All right? And let other people learn. Draw some inspiration, some positive energy. Let them get into the flow of your spirit when you have those conversations. It's important for them as it is for you. Because you come out of those conversations feeling better, edified, strengthened, absolutely transformed. Because you just had a very healthy, in-depth talk with someone and it was at a heart level. Those conversations are transformational. You see, things as simple as conversations that people would just ignore are the kinds of things to change our lives and change the world. And we cannot afford to keep ignoring them. These things are important. All right? I want to ask you today. I mean, if you're driving now, you're having conversations with yourself. That's where to start. If you're at home, you're alone, you're having conversations with yourself. Then that's another good place. Now, I tell people, don't listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. Those are two different things, <laughs> all right? Because when you listen to yourself, you get very negative feedback. But when you talk to yourself about, for instance, say you're having a tough time and you deliberately switch the internal conversation that you're having with you to gratitude, and then you begin to say, you know what? This might be a real tough time. It's simple. There are many things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for all of the places where I can still speak and people think, a lot about the value and the wisdom of my counsel. That's something. Look for something else you can be grateful for. And then you're having that conversation with you. That's where to start. Start to have healthy conversations with yourself. All right? I mean, um, uh, the world is getting complicated and complex. And there are many things that we do not understand. But you can start a conversation. You can start to talk about the things that are happening and ask yourself questions that ordinarily, I mean, especially when you are in an environment where you cannot find people that can match your intellectual acuity. I mean, the kind of intellectual enterprise that, you've, that, that, that you're thriving, you can't find that immediately in your environment. Then you can start a conversation with yourself. All right? I mean, just start to have to talk. You see, when you learn how to deeply have fun, a deep form of conversation with yourself, then guess what happens when you now go into an environment where you are a part of conversations with other people. Now, I find that the people who do not know how to have conversations with themselves always have problems having conversations with others. All right, because they don't even know how to organize their thinking. They don't know how to speak from someplace real. And so when you force them into conversation, they're usually on their surface, peripheral. Uh, yes, uh, no, yes, one or two word answers. Those are the kinds of things they give you. They're not able to go deep enough. And the reason they're not going deep enough is because they're not deep enough. All right, it is what you practice privately that eventually show they will reveal themselves in public. Conversations are powerful. You become one of the peelers that enrich people's lives when you're in a conversation. And also look forward to having healthy conversations with folks. All right. We, we have these um, structure in high institutions across, some, uh, across the country. Uh, we call the Achievers Consortium. In the, in the Achievers Consortium, um, we run what we call the Smart and Growth Accelerator Programs. And every month, they hold something called Smart Conversations.
Smart Conversations is a coming together of, it's invitation only. You get some of the brightest and best young people on campus to come together and then we start to probe some of the issues confronting our life and defining the future in ways that we may not be able to imagine now. All right, and people are generating data and coming up with new information, new research, new studies from around the world, plus news item, all right, making the headlines. And then we're having conversations back and forth, throwing data in all directions. You see, the quality of this conversation is what bears the cerebral capacity of the people in that place. So that when they come out, they think differently, they talk differently than everybody else because they are a part of smart conversations. All right, that much we can do for a young generation because we are, there is a bigger vision of helping to raise over 200,000 young leaders over the next 25 years, you know, from our Elite Smart Project running all the way from senior secondary school to university. So the, the, the point I'm making here is the time has come for you as individuals or even in your corporate organizations, start to engender conversations that help people grow. It's great to have meetings that are one-ended. Somebody just in the monologue is giving you all the material. But when you have conversations where people are giving safe spaces to share in a way that nobody is discriminating against anybody else, people grow rapidly. Imagine what happens when smart people come together in the same room to have these kinds of conversations. Ideas combust and combine in incredible new ways. I hope you can start these kinds of conversations today and take them forward. I hope this has helped you. I'm Mr. Dad. Evolve.